Welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Said. Welcome to another episode of the Kasafa Show in the midst of the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers over the next weeks as our team set their sights on a place in the Ivory Coast next year. A new campaign always brings new hope of success and we'll chat to three of our Football Association presidents as they detail their hopes for the qualifiers as well as give an update on the state of the game in their respective countries. We will also hear from Botswana Football Association President McLean Letswati and Eswatini's Peter Similani. But first, Malawi's Walter Nyamalandu shares his views as the Flames aim to make it back-to-back Cup of Nations qualifications. Thank you so much for your time, sir. There has been since the, the Cup of Nations, certainly on the outside, a very feel-good factor about Malawian football, given the way the team performed. That there. Is that how you feel inside as well? Do you feel like that was a... a a magic moment for the team? Oh, yeah, by far. After a long spell, uh, we had to deliver. And, you know, it came by surprise that Malawi went to the round of 16. We needed to showcase how good Malawi was. Unfortunately, all those years, we were misfiring. So it's good that uh, the Flames brought some good news to Malawi. The turnaround in performance was excellent, exceptional. As an, even beyond expectation of a lot of people. And uh, we take pride in what we achieve is something historical to go to Africa Cup of Nations and, and as underdogs for that matter and go beyond uh, you know uh, the group stages into the round of 16 so we still we're still enjoying the moment up until now and I hope it will last for a long time and of course the next sort of qualifiers start so quickly now in just a few weeks so you want to take that momentum into those do you feel like that is yeah our plan is to start from wherever we left from you know we were on a high we want to um, capitalize you know, on that on that momentum as a springboard, because the boys have a lot of confidence that they can excel. Yes, we need to guard against that, but it can also be you're down for if you're too content. Um, so we're taking June matches very seriously because we want to go to the Africa of Nations in Ivory Coast. It's an expectation from every fan in Malawi that we'll qualify again, having seen the good things. You know, nobody wants to be left behind. So it's it's going to be a roller coaster, and we need to make a big statement in June. I guess, as you say, expectations have been raised now. Is that a good thing? Does it drive the team on? It's a good thing. It's, it's a good thing, yes. It gives you pressure, obviously, to deliver, but it's a good thing because uh, uh, it, it rubs off the players, you know, to aim higher, to look for more. And we want a team that should be hungry for success, you know, and uh, believe that they're capable. And this is what we're capable of doing. So uh, I'm looking forward to matching that challenge. It's good to work under pressure, and I... We're embracing that pressure very well. And and has it sort of energized domestic football as well? Do you feel like players in the local league as well are now thinking, oh, I want to be a part of that? Oh, yeah, it's wrapped off. The spin-offs have been huge uh, from families and friends. Talk about sponsors. We've had sponsors coming in now to, you know, sponsor football. Uh, people that never believed in Malay football now suddenly have belief, you know. The spin-offs have been huge, and even at the association now, they believe in themselves. They know that whatever they're working is not in vain. We've we've been able to deliver something tangible. You know, you can be a president of a football association. If you don't qualify, (laughs) it's like you have failed. You know, you might deliver on other uh, imperative, business imperatives, but if you don't qualify to a major tournament, uh, it means you're a failure. You know, so, uh, you know, there we are. And uh, I can proudly say that we have delivered one of the mandates uh, that we were ushered into office to do. The World Cup, the next one, 2026. 
Is that achievable for Malawi? Oh, we're going to work towards it. It's, it's not easy. You know, the World Cup is not easy. But um, it's always good to take a long shot, you know. Uh, let's see how we fare in the African population of Africa. If we repeat our performance by qualifying, I would say, yes, we've got a realistic chance. So first things first. You know, yes, we want to go to the World Cup. That's why we're preparing very well. That's why we have reorganized the technical setup appointed um, um, uh, the expected coach who led us in Cameroon because we know if we if we qualify then we can realistically dream about going to the World Cup. And if you look at just the moving to domestic football, the domestic league this season, how would you characterize that? Started very well. Our qualification to Cameroon affirmation has just set the momentum. Every player now believes that they can play you know formal national team because we have a coach uh, who doesn't pick players based on uh, you know, names, so, you know, it takes players based on merit and on, on, on form. So there's a lot of competition, very good competition. And uh, uh, the clubs as well, you know, because this victory was not only achieved by farm, was achieved by the clubs and all stakeholders, we be, you know, that that we work with. So it started on a, on a very good note. Last year was bad because of COVID. Now with COVID out of the way, you know, uh, you know, Things are looking good for this season, and hopefully we could produce a lot of talented players that can come and surprise Malawians and play for Malawi national team. Maybe a bit more of a difficult question, but you talked about picking on form. Some of your players based outside of Malawi are not necessarily playing as much of their clubs. They would like to, and perhaps you would like to. Is, is that an issue for you at all? Yeah, we're monitoring their performances. They might not play, but we know how good they are. But if they are called into camp and they are fit, they can deliver. Uh, that's a task that the coach needs to look at. Um, we are obviously concerned. Some of them don't have game time, like Gabadino. But uh, you know when Gabadino steps onto the ground, he will deliver if he's fit. So there you can tick the box, you know. Uh, so we're not too worried about uh, uh, some of those uh, some of those names, but maybe those that have been on a long layoff for a very long time, I'll be more 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 worried. But uh, we had a, an issue in the past where players were just called income because they had been with Malawi for a long time and they were popular, but they were overaged. Uh, you know, I, we, we were worried that we were not growing. You know, just calling names for the sake of it, because, just because of experience. The coach wants to invite players that are competitive, that can deliver, that can add value. Not because they were stars in the past. That mentality has shifted. And the new players that are playing in the Super League now I believe that they have a realistic chance playing for Malaysia because the door has been opened. There won't be any bias at all. If they are good enough, they will earn a right to play for Malaysia national team. Now you uh, yourself are a former national team uh, player. Does that help you in your current role, perhaps to understand the dynamics uh, within a team? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. That's where I come from. I understand the mindset, you know, what they go through before match, what they need, what, what, it, what, what it will require to make them perform at the highest level during the match, you know, their welfare. And for me, a player comes first. So when we're going into camp, I make sure that the camping environment is in good condition. For me, it's a priority, you know, because football, 90% is in the mind. If the mind is not switched on, no matter what you do, you're going to have players that are off, you know. So it has helped me a lot in terms of also the technical development of the game. What do the players need? What coaching skills do they need? You know, so I'm able to to relate to my background and to where we want to go. You know, to my vision because I've been there, I've done it. You know, so it it does help. And also coming from a corporate background, I'm able to embrace now the corporate view. How should the association grow? It's not just playing the game. But how should we be well organized? How should we we be structured? What kind of governance systems? How can we make money? You know, so I'm just 
if I may use the word, well-rounded for the job. And just moving um, uh, off the pitch now, I know that FAM has been, uh, I think, trying to get into the sort of TV station. Is that correct? Or, or send uh, feeds into TV stations? Can you just explain that? Yeah, yes, yes. So we, we've been trying to find ways of how we can make revenue in Malawi for our stakeholders, particularly the clubs. The only source of revenue we rely on has been on gate takings for many years, and there's a lot of fraud there. It's very difficult to control. But uh, you look around the world, most money is made from TV. So we're trying to explore how we can uh, you know, boost our revenue streams from TV. And we launched a platform called Impira TV. Impira is football. So we call it maybe football TV by partnering with uh, uh, broadcasting partners, particularly uh, uh, pay TV. That's where money is. So we partnered with a pay TV provider in Malawi, We're trying to make money through subscription. And that's the only way that we can. We've tried in the past through free to air. It's very difficult to control and you're not guaranteed of revenue streams. So we've started you know, as a trial, some success, and we are still in the progress to see how we can optimize value uh, from, from broadcasting. And we also want to explore revenue from digital space, you know, on Facebook and YouTube, you know, but uh, we want to bid down the quality of the content that we're gonna showcase on TV. If the quality is very good, then we will now migrate into digital. And that's where money is. So, because the game has to be self-sustainable. We're reliant on FIFA for FIFA for FIFA for funding. We have sponsors, but it's not enough. So we need to look at our own ways on how we can make money. So particularly the clubs that most of them in my way are struggling. They don't have sponsors, you know. So they need to boost their revenue streams. And it's, it's our responsibility as a governing body to explore all these avenues. And of course, your, your ladies team did very well as well recently. In terms of women and junior football, where were you with that? Yeah, women, uh, fantastic. You know, they, we, we lost in the, in the finals. Um, unlucky, you know, but there's loads of potential there. And we believe that uh, we have a good chance to go to the World Cup earlier than the men's. And, and we're trying to sharpen our technical aspects, having a full-time coach. Uh, maybe an expatriate if we if we have the resources, dedicated administration team to manage women's football and build it as a brand because we are all fighting for the same cake, you know. So we're trying to see how can we build women's football as a brand to attract sponsors. We don't have sponsors yet. We've been single-handedly as farm sponsoring all activities. And if we're able to make that breakthrough commercially as a brand and technically where we start winning, uh, I think we we will go places and there's lots of potential now. Uh, Youth-wise, we're well-structured now. We have um, under-12, under-14, under-16, uh, under-18, under-20 leagues, all through FIFA forward funding. Uh, we have a good technical team. We are now launching a football school of excellence. We want to bridge the gap now of schools football. That's where the gap is. You know? And uh, we think once we go into schools football, then our youth development structures will be integrated. We are in all districts as an association. We're sponsoring a competition in each district, 29 districts. So in terms of grassroots and football in the rural areas, very active, you know, and uh, what we need to improve is not just scouting now. The biggest challenge we have in Africa is scouting because football is played across the country in areas where you're not there, but there's abundant talent, okay? We want to have a good scouting network. So when we call players for Malawi national team, you know, they are quality, they are good, and we haven't left anybody behind. That's a space that we want to venture into. Botswana Football Association President McLean Shwiti says these are exciting times for the organization with a maiden appearance at the CAF Women's Cup of Nations finals in Morocco next month and a joint bid with Namibia to host the 2027 Africa Cup of Nations finals. 
Uh, Mr. Lushviti, thank you so much for your time. I really just want to find out um, what the current state is at uh, Botswana Football Association and any projects that you have on the go that are coming up. Well, as you are aware, we're just coming out of a devastating two years of inactivity. And and when we came back to, to playing, you know, the cost of playing was much higher because of the COVID-18-19 protocols. So it hasn't been very easy, you know, but we've managed uh, to start all footballing activities and I think in two or, or so months we'll be uh, concluding our, our league after the aftermath of COVID-19. You know, the exciting thing at BFA is that we managed for the first time to qualify for the women team to qualify for the AFCON. So, you know, that's one exciting thing. The other exciting thing is that, you know, Botswana and Namibia have the ambition to host the AFCON for 2027. So I think this is one of the major projects that will be occupying, you know, space in our footballing activities, you know, which actually means it's not only to host, but to prepare a competitive team uh, to show up for the 2027 uh, AFCON competitions. And, and those are two great subjects I'd, I'd like yeah. to talk about. Yeah. If, if we start with the yeah. 2027 20, Cup of Nations, yeah. obviously we've seen a lot of the recent tournaments in West Africa and coming up. Are you confident that Botswana and Namibia together can put on a, a show for 2014? I think the political will is there. If we prepare well, and there's unity between the two countries, I've no doubt we, we can pull it. Obviously, we would not have gone into the project if we don't think we have the potential uh, to host the, uh, the competition. And what are sort of the key aspects of uh, trying to persuade uh, CAF that you are the right host? What, what does Botswana and Namibia bring um, that will come to the tournament? Well, it's, it's, the, it's the richness, you know, or, or cultural richness of the two regions, you know, you know, in terms of tourism, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the people, you know, the friendly people. And, you know, that football is loved by everybody, you know, in Africa and Botswana. But most importantly, if you look at Africa, if you look at the world football, you know, uh, Europe is far better than Africa. If you look at Africa, the North is better than the South. So it's not only about organizing a competition. It's about bringing football infrastructure to par or at least close to where it's supposed to be. So you are not only staging a competition, but improving the footballing infrastructure so that you don't only host CAF, but there are so many CAF competitions that we could hope we could host. So it's just the beginning of good things to come. The other thing is, you know, FIFA, CAF, uh, uh, we have the responsibility to improve the footballing infrastructure, you know, in, in, uh, in Africa. So that's an opportunity, you know, to uplift the, the footballing infrastructure for these two regions because there's a vast difference between North Africa and South Africa. 
you know. But not only that, through this competition, you are reaching out to the most disadvantaged members of their community, you know. So, and also, you are promoting, from a government perspective, you are promoting tourism in the region. So there's so many things that you are going to achieve uh, through staging of this competition. Yeah. And then if we just move on to the, the mayors, as you said, they've qualified for the yeah. 2022 Africa World yeah. Cup of Nations. Yeah. They've steadily improved over the last few years. They knocked South Africa out of yeah. the qualifying mm-hmm. the Olympics. Mm-hmm. How has that improvement come about? I believe there's a, a partnership with the, the German Football Association, is that correct? Yes, 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 yes. Well, you know, one of the things that we we managed to do was to keep this group of girls together for a concerted period of time. You know, they started playing together from the age of 15 to where they are. That also helps, you know, because they've been together, they've been playing together. But, you know, even the partnership with the Germans has assisted by way of coach education, you know, player pathway, you know, because you know, football is not only about in the field. There's the technical aspect of the game that, you know, the relationship between uh, the German uh, Football Association and the Botswana Football Association has improved, you know, because as you know, football now it's a science. There's no longer small and big countries. It's the difference between technical, <laughs> you know, ability, you know, even a small country well-organized with highly technically competent team will compete. So that's where we got assistance to uplift the game. If we look at the improvement in that area in the last few years, if we look at Joanna and Galaxy making the group stages of the Champions League and whatnot, does this suggest that Botswana football as a whole is moving forward and seemingly at quite a pace? Look, not at the, at the pace that I'll be happy, but you know, we are embarking on professionalizing football. So these are the new symptoms of, you know, professionalizing the game. Because, you know, our teams now, they used to fall off at preliminary level. But now we see them going into the second stage, uh, third stage. And it all hinges on our developmental programs, you know, that fits into national teams, into, you know, professional clubs. So there's a concerted effort to improve. So the improvement is not by chance, you know, it's planned and budgeted for. We can see it's moving forward, as you say, maybe not at the pace you yeah. like, but yeah. what are some of the, the challenges and what are some of the things uh, that are going to push you to the next level that you can see coming up? Well, I think it's a robust youth development programs that we have. And uh, the second is uh, we are now professionalizing the league, which means clubs will be run like businesses by business people. So that also would improve, you know, the level of uh, professionalism in that regard. Yeah. And then if we just talk very briefly about Kasafa uh, and the importance of things like the Kasafa Cup and the, the women's under 17 and the boys under 17 for Botswana in terms of brings, giving opportunity and exposure international level for young players. Yeah, you know, Kasafa is very important, you know, because, you know, football is about playing and competition. So, Kosafa exposes these uh, players at yeah, 
age to compete internationally. So it's very important that Kosava steps up its uh, youth development programs. But I'm proud to say, if you look at the entire Africa, Kosava has more youth competitions than any other region. Eswatini Football Association President Peter Similani admits the COVID-19 pandemic has been a blow to his country's football, but adds there are signs of better days ahead after a strong showing in last year's Kasafa Cup, where Sislangu finished third, and the run of Royal Leopard to the Confederation Cup group stages. Uh, Sam, thank you so much for your time. I really just wanted to catch up with you where the Eswatini Football Association is and, and the game in the country. So obviously we're coming almost out of a difficult period with COVID-19. Where, whereabouts are you in terms of the, the local league at the Thank you for, for hosting me. And uh, in terms of uh, football in Swaziland, uh, we are playing. And uh, as you know that uh, before there was COVID, so we're moving from the COVID era to, 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 to football era now because we're almost playing full time. In terms of football, I think we, we are doing very well uh, because uh, the league uh, started last year and it's almost uh, finish we, we, we are left with uh, about three or four games before we finish the, the, the league competitive wise uh, I think the, the our league is uh, competitive this year uh, because you can tell that the the, 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 the top uh, teams uh, are fighting for, for 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 the owner so they want to win the league at the moment you can't tell which uh, team is going to win the, the, the league even at the bottom so there are a lot of teams which are are fighting for, for, for survival um, because they can be relegated at any time. But in terms of football standard, yes, it's uh, it's, it's good. And I think uh, even in this uh, tournament, the AFCON one, uh, which will be playing in the next uh, two weeks, we are going to, to compete. The standard of football in Switzerland is, is it's improving uh, very, very well. Of course, that was illustrated in Royal Leopard making the group stages of the, the Cup Confederations Cup. That must have been a big boost maybe to everyone in the country in terms of proving that Eswatini football is moving forward. Yes, uh, it is. As you know, that uh, Royal Leopards uh, did uh, very well, although they were number last in their group. But the experience gained by those players is going to help uh, Swaziland football because they competed at that high level. So if we get the Royal Leopard players and mixed with the local players, I think we are going to get something uh, going forward. Okay, so Mr. Simali, the, the experience of having Royal Leopard play in the Cap Confederations Cup must be a great boost to domestic football as well in terms of proving that Eswatini football is moving forward in the right direction. Yes, uh, thank you for, for, for that. Yes, Royal Leopard uh, was, pay, was playing uh, at the high level uh, in terms of African football. And the experience they gained there is going to help us uh, as a country. Because they did not do bad, you know. They, they, they played well, although they were the last uh, in, in their group. So we feel that uh, with their experience mixed with the local guys and one or two international, uh, the country is going to do very well uh, going forward. So we are going to compete uh, in, the, in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, going to Algeria in the earlier rounds and in Libya and obviously... Know, playing as well, that must be a big boost to those players who are going to the national team as well, because as you say, there's the 
2023 African Nations qualifiers coming up. So they have that experience as well of traveling on the continent. Yes, uh, I think we 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 have uh, about six players from from Royal Leopards. Then you 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 can tell that if you've got six players and all of them have good good experience, mixed with the local players uh, playing with those uh, big guns, the Algerias, the South African uh, team, it means that our. Uh, soccer level. It's not as low as people think. So we might surprise uh, one of the uh, big guns, you know, because we are in the same group as uh, Toko, Vete, uh, and Burkina uh, Faso. But yes, we will try our best as, as a country because we want to lift the, the, the standard. And we, we, we've got a mandate that uh, at least uh, Swaziland one day must uh, qualify uh, to, to play the finals of this AFCON and the Chan uh, competitions. I think what we've, we've also seen if we speak about the Kasafa Cup over the last few years is just how competitive Eswatini have been in that tournament as well. Um, that must be pleasing. And, and just maybe a word on the, the platform that Kasafa gives to the national team in terms of the Kasafa Cup and giving them more international fixtures. No, uh, you know, Kasafa is helping us a lot. You know, it's a, it's a tournament within our regions where we, we, we compete, uh, especially the, the, the local players. And as you remember that last year, we did very well and then we lost uh, 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 at the quarterfinals. But the, the, the country uh, did very, very well, you know. And uh, you remember that we, we, I think we played Senegal and we, we, we lost on, on, on penalties. Otherwise, uh, the score first half was 2-0, and we thought uh, everything was a done deal. But you know those big guns, they came back, and uh, with that experience, we know what to expect, uh, especially going forward. And if we just talk about women's and junior football in the country, where are we with that? Uh, yes, with, 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 with women football, we are still putting more effort to improve the, 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 the standard. Although we don't have a lot of teams uh, with, with, with women, but yes, they are playing, they are competitive, but the standard is it's, it's not as good as the, the, the men's. And we are trying to reach all the women in the country, all over the country, so that we can get a good pool. Uh, of of women uh, players so that uh, going forward we we we, we compete uh, with the juniors and uh, yes we we are doing uh, very well because all all over the country the regions you, you know uh, we are getting the sponsors for 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 for, for the juniors and there is a, a, a tournament for for the juniors uh, sponsored by pick and pay which uh, involve all the junior men and girls uh, all over the country. But beside that one, which is a big one, uh, each and every region have got juniors uh, sponsored by companies in, in, in Swaziland. So we think in terms of development, we are moving uh, in the right uh, direction. We, we are getting the support from, from companies uh, in, in Swaziland. And you talk about that support from the corporates. What is it really that's needed to take SOD football to the next stage but is, is it a simple case of, of having enough money to invest in all of these programs or is there more that is needed? Uh, I, I think it's uh, it's money because without money you cannot do anything you know so as we get money and we get more uh, young players to, to, to play 
then that will assist us because football we 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 will develop as you know that you have to catch it uh, at an early stage so we're trying to catch catch the young boys and girls at early stage so that uh, as they grow they grow with football and one day we hope that, that they would become professional as you know that uh, in Switzerland we used to have internationals the known one the Spogos the Yukimasinas etc those who were were the products of of the juniors you know so there was those organized uh, junior teams and then they came from from the, those academies so juniors are important in developing football in in a country so we hope with these sponsors from corporate organization we are going to improve uh, our, our football in the country that's it for another episode of the Kasafa show we'll be back next time with reaction to the 2022 Kasafa cup draw in what is a busy time for many teams from our region with the african nations championship qualifiers also set to kick off in july don't forget you can listen to more of our podcasts on sokoloduma radio kasafa.tv spotify and itunes You'll also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.